Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker Diaz. And I'm Brooke Mangum. Thanks so much for joining us for another fun filled episode today. Yes, I hope you're having a wonderful afternoon. And we're going to make it even better because today we're talking with Steve. You know him as the Foodie Fellowship. We love him. I hope you've done your stretches today, Carrie, because I, I, are you going to be able to do the Foodie Fellowship signature split? Maybe we need to do it right now a little stretching. I, oh my gosh. You'll have to help me get off the ground because <laughs> I will tear in half if I try and do that right now. So, what we're talking about, if you're not familiar with this, Steve is, I mean, he has a food blog, right? That's his thing. But he also does the splits very well. Yes. And he like falls into it so effortlessly. Like it's kind of his thing when he goes to a different restaurant, he poses with the food and he does the splits. And yeah. it's like, he's not the type of person you think could do the splits. No. And he just does it. He does it. And he does it really well. Well, and I think that's part of his personality, right? He's, totally. he's very like easy to hang out with. He's really friendly. Um, that's why he has the fellowship because he's so nice. Yeah. And I'm really excited to get to know him better because we've obviously had him on the show but we only get to talk for three and a half minutes we get a lot more time with him you get to know his middle name because we only know him as steve so tune in for that and some other things that he loves too the man behind the splits and the foodie fellowship (laughs) i love it let's do it let's do it I am so pumped to interview our next guest on our podcast. Okay, now I'm hungry because I see Steve and he walks in and I'm like, where's the good food? Because he knows all the great places. You know Miss Foodie Fellowship, our friend Steve. You've seen him on the show. Steve, welcome to the podcast. The honor and pleasure is always mine, Carrie. Oh my goodness. We just love having you here. And I said when you walked in, I said, I'm so excited to get you for 20, 25 minutes instead of the three and a half that we usually, because it's so much better. Oh, so so much more engagement, so much more in depth. Uh, that's, that's right. We get to know you a little better. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we'll start with, if people aren't familiar with your following and what you do, tell us what you do. Uh, so I'm just, you know, a food blogger, food Instagram, a food social media guy here locally in Utah. Food king. I guess you could say that. Basically, <laughs> yes. Have you always had a love for food and trying new restaurants or is this kind of like a newer thing? I've always had a love uh, for it. So my, my, both my parents worked growing up. My dad was a, a carpet layer and my mom worked for Delta Airlines. So it's just like, they didn't have the time to always cook a quality meal for us. So it was like, for most families, it's rare to go out to eat, but it was the opposite for us. It was rare to eat at home. So I just grew up with you know, the, the convenience of eating out almost sure, every day. Sure. Now, when did you start posting about new places to eat on social media? And when did you start that? So my new year's resolution, I always wanted to do, I love social media. I love just like the influencer concept. So like my new year's resolution uh, for 2019 was to start a food Instagram. So January 1st started my first post and in the, here we are. So 2019? Yep. January oh 1st, 2019. Goodness. Okay. What have you learned along the way? What do you do now that maybe you did differently back then? What do I do now that I do differently back then? Uh, I guess, you know, it's it's hard to say. I feel like I I was more aggressive back then because I was so excited to get started. Yeah. And the algorithms have made it more complicated. But, I mean, it's still lots of fun. Um, but I, would, I think people get too uptight about specific things when it comes to social media and posting. When I mean, it's all about having fun, right? If you're not having fun, then... Uh, what's the point? That's so true. I think that's why you have a good following too, is not only do you bring us great ideas and restaurants, but you have a great following. I mean, you're funny. That's mm-hmm. why you're funny. Okay. So um, when did you start to see that huge following? I would say, you know, I, I made it consistent to post every day. So I was going out every single day. I had an LLC I set up. So I was writing off like the expenses for, cause as an advertising expense. So I was just like, okay, this is a great, we're going. And uh, you know, probably after you know, I'd say six months, I started really getting good traction. 
Um, people are starting to take notice. And I started going to different food events, meeting other foodies, because then you co-collaborate with everyone, and it just kind of amplifies. Yeah. And I met your beautiful self as well. Oh, I love it. You're fresh, so nice. Fresh living, and uh, uh, I mean, that obviously that helps too. So just getting through all the different ways where you can create that amplification helps. Sure, sure. Is that kind of how you grew your following, do you, do you think, by collabing with other foodies too? Yeah, and well, there's lots of different ways. So there's collabing with foodies, and then obviously every restaurant, if they're active on social media, have their own following, so you collaborate with them, collaborate with all the local news sources. Like, it's just, a, you know, it's your network, right? Everyone says your network's your best asset, and I believe that, right? Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. And I wonder, too, if people just love food, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. We just all love, especially after, I don't know, COVID, we're all looking for the comfort of food, and I just feel like everyone, it just brings people together. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I love about Going with food, you know, we live in such a polarizing world with religion and politics. Like, we as humans, we all have to come together and enjoy something, like, that we can all have connection over. And that's food for the most part. Obviously, there's people who are strong vegans and whatever. But for the most part, we all eat it. We all eat the same things. And so that's one thing that can bring us together despite our our differences and whatever they may be. That's very true. That's what we can all you know, talk about and feel connected when we're at the table is food. Um, Did you want to or think you would ever end up where you are or has this been kind of a surprise? Uh, You know, I always wanted to do something. So again, I love social media, Um, you know, and then I I just walked into a restaurant one day and I saw like another influencer had like written on the chalk, you know, it was actually UT Foodie, uh, Utah Foodie, if you know her. Oh, yeah, love her. R&R, and I'm like, I could do that. Like, why am I not doing it? And that was just kind of the epiphany. And, uh, yeah, so I, and then I started it for fun, um, and it just kind of took off. I, I really put, like, my personality into it. It wasn't just something, like, I kind of uh, half-butted, I guess you could say. Right, right. You put, yeah, you went you went all in. Yeah. Yeah, so. and that's what you do. That's why you do so well. Um, what are your favorite places to eat? Let's talk about some of the favorite ones for our locals here in Utah. Oh, geez. There's so many. Um, my go-to, if you ever get up to Perry and Maddox uh, Ranch Kitchen, I believe it's called. I love Maddox. Just for the rolls. Like, if you don't get anything, like, they just, I've never had a roll like that in my, my life. It melts in your mouth. It's like the celestial kingdom in your mouth. It's, it's just so, so good. It's so good. I don't know what it is with the that, rolls. That, and the, the butter with it, like, it's just like you're on cloud nine. And then every, like, of course, their steaks, their chicken are all great. But that's, that's like, you know, not very many people get up that north. Um but if you live up there, that's nice because it's close to you. You're yeah, lucky. Absolutely. <laughs> um, downtown, Valters is an all-time classic. Uh, I don't know if you've been. It's, it's pricey, but, like, it's our, our, definitely the best Italian food in Utah. Yeah, I've been a, definitely an experience. So sad to hear about his passing because he was. He, he created something so magical, and I know it's going to continue because of him. He is a legend. But you're right. That restaurant's incredible. Um, yeah, love that. Um, I love Roost Diner up in Immigration Canyon for, you know, mm. breakfast. You know, they have the, the Mile High Biscuit. They have all those biscuits you can eat. Um, something I've, I've always been a fan, like, it, it's people who really, like, are pizza, pizza artisan hate when I say this, but I love the pie pizza. Like, just because it's so cheesy, I'm a real cheesy guy. Like, it, when you, you know, <laughs> in those cartoons where you see the character, like, pull up the cheese and it's just, like, dripping cheese. That's like, what the pie does. That's like, that's like, yeah, for me, you know, so. What if you're just, what if you're in a hurry and you're just going through a drive through Do you have a quick thing that you just love? Quick drive through food. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, <laughs> let's see here. They have a million of them around. I know people are going to think this is unpopular, but. Every once in a while, a good Beto's run, you know? It's, Ooh, Beto's it, is good. Like, I remember when it first came to my town, and I was just like, my friends loved it. I'm like, why would I eat here? This looks like just a, a hole in the wall. And then I tried it, and I'm like, wow, I see why people come here, you know, It's all really the time. good. Yeah. We have a lot of great options here in Utah. Do you yeah. have a favorite kind of food? Um, 
I'd say arguably my favorite food is Mexican food. But I mean, I like I like mostly everything. Mm-hmm. But as I was evaluating, I'm like, what do people like? What am I posting about? But it's always something with melted cheese, right? So it's like, <laughs> the pie, Beto's, yeah, anything with cheese. Yep. Um, do you have a favorite Mexican restaurant? Is Beto's kind of your go-to? Or no, do you have other no, ones? no, 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 no. <laughs> I think I mean it's good. It's good, like good food, but not great food. I would say. Yeah. Um, I really love a place in Provo called El Gairo Iro. And in Provo? Yep, in Provo, right there on University Avenue. Um, uh, Rio Grande is also really good. It used to be at the Rio Grande train station, but it's up uh, by the U now. Okay. Um, there's a little place called Santo Taco as well I really like. That. Oh, yeah, that one's great too. Love them. There's another one I'm missing off the top of my head. There's a couple new ones I've been wanting to try, like La Casa de Tamal, but I haven't gotten there yet. But We'll follow um, up with you after okay, that. Please do. We'll, we'll follow up. Um Okay, so we always see your pictures, obviously, on Instagram and social, and they're just, like, these beautiful pictures of delicious food. Do you have any tips or tricks? Because I feel like there's got to be something to getting those good food pics and videos. Uh, you know, it, it was all through trial and error, right? So, I mean, I wasn't going to invest in heavy-duty cameras, and I still I just use my iPhone, right? So Okay. I mean, if you see lots of foodies out in the wild – like some people do, like they'll have an extra light with them because some places are dark. But I mean, just really just like comes, a ring light is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, or ring light or even just like a hand light. Like I like to keep it simple. Like I'll grab my wife's iPhone and just if it's dark, right? Yeah. But I mean, I like to, you know, I'm just all about angles. There's angles that I find. You just find the, like the sexier works. angles, right? You just figure out what works. Make yeah. that burrito look good. Right, make it look good. Or, you know, obviously now we're getting more into video just because of all the algorithms changing. So I'll get more pictures of me, like doing a slow-mo of me eating it or like a stretch pole of cheese or whatever. Right? Okay, that was my next question. Yeah, you're, we're seeing a lot more reels and videos. And are you on TikTok too? I am. So Okay, so more videos. Has that, has that been hard to transition into more video? Uh, I would say it's definitely more preparation, right? Where a picture you go in, I... I I typically like to, the camera doesn't re- reveal like what I want to see. So I'll do a little bit of Lightroom to just highlight and extract the colors a little more. But mm-hmm. video, you know, you have to prepare it. You have to, um, you know, record it and then you have to edit it to your liking, right? So it's, it's more work, um, but that's just the way things are going now. So. It's so true. People want to see pictures and video, especially now videos. But it's fun too. Like you can get your personality to come out of it a little more too, but it is more work. So it just depends how, you know where things go a little bit more work um for people who want to start a foodie following on social media do you have any advice for them yeah um don't get too uptight uh just have fun like it's all about enjoying like what's the why you starting remember why you're starting are you starting because you want to grow a following are you starting it because you just have a pure love of food a mm-hmm. little bit of both like i started just because honestly i hated my daytime daytime job at the time and i wanted something to express myself and i loved food and i just you know, it was, uh, something fun for me, and it grew, grew like, so I would just, uh, you know, start with your iPhone. It doesn't have to be an expensive thing aside from the food. Take pictures, post it, and then as you team, you'll get better at your, your photo skills and your editing skills, and then you'll meet more people, and then it just becomes like a friendship community, and you meet amazing people. Like, you know, I never would have met Carrie if it wasn't for, you know, the opportunity of doing food, right? So Well, we're, we're, we're always so lucky to have you on, and I feel like that's, a, that's great advice because people may look at this and see, oh, I have, you know, thousands of dollars of cameras and lights and everything, but that's not necessarily the way that you need to start. No, and you don't. Like, there's some food, like, I went to an event on Sunday night. One of the other foodies, they had, like, lights and a nice camera. And so I have the new iPhone, and that takes good enough for me, right? Yeah. Like, I do have a camera, but, I like, if it's unless it's a real special occasion, I want it to be as relatable to the regular consumer as possible. That's a good right? point. That's a good point. Do you do this full-time, or do you have another job? No, I uh, I do have a full-time job. I am in tech sales, but this is just a, a fun side thing I do. 
Um, and then I own a, a few Airbnbs, some here in Utah and one in Florida. So Okay. All right. Love it. How has your influencing expanded over the last year? Do you, do you see it just continuing to grow and maybe in just different ways? Uh, it's grown. Obviously, as I've gotten involved in other side business projects, I haven't put as much time into it. Yeah. But it's still growing, but not as, not as quick as it initially did. Um, but obviously it's just kind of like, it's like a flower. You just got to keep nurturing it. If you neglect it, then it just kind of dies. Right. Right. So I'm always trying to, you know, with trying new videos with my wife and trying, especially, you know, things, people do stuff with trending sounds now. Right. So it's like, if I see a quick trending shit sound, that's easy to post and release the food. Like, you know, that way I can just keep nurturing it. I want to keep growing it. Right. Like the dream would be to have a large national brand, but that's just like, like no one's really, ach- I mean, I guess there's a few people, right. But like, I don't know if that hey, a dream is never question. too yeah, big. Steve. It's never too big. Um, and I love this about you too. The splits people just know Steve is like, he does, he does the food thing, but also he d- does the splits. When did this start? How long have you been doing the splits and how did it catch on? Uh, so I wanted to play college football and I just thought, man, if I could do the splits and have that flexibility, I'll just hurt all over those defenders, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so I started stretching my junior year of high school, um, Sadly, college football never worked out for me, but I just kind of started doing it. So, so I was like 2007, roughly, and then I perfected the split in about 2011. But I was doing like lazy stretching, like just getting a little bit, and then every, you know, little by little, you know, I finally developed the full, full split. And now here I am today. I've just kind of done it. Like, what other <laughs> six foot three, big burly white guy can do the splits, right? And so that's just kind of like my staple. I can throw out my cheap party trick whenever I want to. Splits and burritos. There you go. You got this. I love it. Okay, we like to end our podcast always with the fresh five. These are questions I'm going to ask you just off the top of my head. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Winter or summer? Uh, summer. Scary movie or romantic comedy? Romantic comedy. Ooh, got it. If you could have any animal as a pet, what would it be? And we're talking any animal. Like any animal? Uh-huh. Mm, cow. A cow. <laughs> a cow. I love it. We'll, we'll name it foodie. Um, <laughs> do you eat or do you drink soup? How do you see it? Do you eat soup or do you drink soup? One of my deepest, darkest fantasies is to go to Zupa's and get like a Wisconsin cauliflower thing like and a tomato basil and like gallon jugs and just sip on it. Like go to the Megaplex and just sip on it. So I'm, you're saying drink you drink. Or, okay, yeah. we drink soup. But I wanted to reveal that fantasy to you. <laughs> It can happen. It can happen. Okay, our last one. Do you have a middle name? Uh, it's Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Okay, we always hear Steve Foodie Fellowship. Right. Daniel. Okay, that's great. Um, Steve, if we want to follow you, where can we go? Uh, yeah, Foodie Fellowship, but Foodie spelled with a Y at the end instead of I-E. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, foodiefellowship.com. So. You can follow him for all the delicious spots to go here in Utah and outside of Utah and all the yummy pictures. They'll make you hungry. Oh, Steve, yeah. thanks so much. Again, the honor and pleasure is always mine. We love having you here. And thanks for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.